So in 10 minutes here, we're going to cover the Affordable Care Act. Um, but it's, it's really incumbent upon us to focus on the Affordable Care Act because of the Wisconsin connections that are taking place in the important role that Speaker Paul Ryan plays and the input that's been provided by our own Governor Scott Walker. There's a couple of things we have to understand before we get into the details. First is that when this bill was adopted, the existing law was adopted uh, seven years ago, there were a group of conservative Republicans who decided to personalize this and decided to use it for political purposes to get more power, to win more seats in Congress and eventually, hopefully, in their eyes, the White House. This has been a planned, manipulated scenario from the very beginning. The validity of the Health Care Act, the health of the American people was not an issue. What was an issue was using this for political gain. And we saw what happened over the last four or five years. The Republican-controlled House of Representatives would adopt a, a repeal every few years, and it would go absolutely nowhere. Now the problem is they have the White House, they have both houses of Congress, and they've got conflicting promises that have been made. And the result, obviously, is the chaos we have today. Now, one of the focal points has to be our understanding of the purpose of health insurance. It is to provide an opportunity for quality care when an individual gets sick. And none of us can predict what that may be. It may be suddenly cancer striking. It may be the onset, unanticipated, of diabetes. It might be the result, despite the best efforts, to watch diet and not to smoke, of coronary disease. It could be the result of riding in a car and getting into a critical automobile accident with an uninsured driver. The point is that at some time in our lives, all of us are going to have unanticipated medical needs that need attention, which can range in costs in terms of the quality care from as little as a few thousand dollars to hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's incumbent upon us, not just for the well-being of, 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 of the individual, but for all of society to recognize that we share the responsibility and we share the cost. People can say, it's my business and my business alone to decide to get health insurance. Well, it's not. Because for every one of these uninsured cases, the rest of us end up paying. We end up paying through the tragedy or the illness itself, 
we end up paying when the matter goes unattended and gets worse. Now, President Trump said that when the new bill would come out, everybody who's got coverage would have nothing to worry about. And so now that the Congressional Budget Office has gone to work on this, here's what we see. We see that by 2019, the number of uninsured will grow by 16 million. We see that by 2020, 21 million more non-elderly people in the United States would be without health insurance than under the current law. We see that by 2026, within a decade, an estimated 52 million people would be uninsured in the United States. What we do also see is that contained in this bill are tax cuts for the super-rich that is in here and devastating devastating cuts in terms of Medicaid coverage for the poorest families. In some instances, a family of four would not get coverage unless their income dropped below $6,000 a year. This legislation provides incentives to not get coverage. Incentives for individuals and incentive for employers to not offer group health insurance to the people who work for them. Now we're going to end up wasting weeks and months as a nation while this horsing around takes place and it affects the well-being and the health of tens of millions of people. Certainly at least a half a million or more here in the state of Wisconsin. It's time for Congressman Ryan to talk frankly and candidly and explain that he cannot get a bill through a Republican-controlled House as long as it's designed to pander to the so-called Freedom Caucus and at the same time meet President Trump's commitment, which sounds very hollow right now, commitment to see that health insurance coverage would not contract. At the same time, every one of us in the state of Wisconsin has to be concerned about these issues of long-term care in regards to our neighbors and our families. One of the devastating impacts of this bill is the reduction in regards to coverage for mental health and substance abuse. When that happens, it is going to undermine all of the efforts to deal with the opioid and heroin epidemic. It is going to further compound the challenges of police and fire departments 
that are already overwhelmed by serving Wisconsinites who've got challenges of mental illness and substance abuse. We've estimated that over one-third of the Madison Fire and Police Department's budgets annually go to responses that are triggered by either mental illness and or substance abuse. We're going to have to pay for the consequences of untreated illnesses and the misery that it's going to cause, both in emotional and in financial terms. In terms of the well-being, whether we look at it as taxpayers or as workers, in terms of our well-being, we are all going to be far worse off in the next decade if this nonsense continues than we are today. I think it's incumbent upon every responsible elected official, particularly at the levels of government, the state and the federal, who have a responsibility in this area to stop and end the decade of foolishness and start getting serious in, in addressing these issues. The, the last thing we, we have to understand is something needs to be done about the cost of health care in this country. Now, I find it a great irony that we hear a lot of talk about how government ought to be run more like a business. And yet, the Republicans in control of the Congress, starting with Paul Ryan, have the ability to make one very significant and simple change in existing law, which will save ratepayers and taxpayers hundreds of millions of dollars. Right now, the federal government, with its enormous purchasing power, is prohibited from negotiating prices with pharmaceutical companies for drugs. This is the dumbest, dumbest act. I mean, I just can't find the words to describe it. To stop the federal government with all of its buying power from negotiating contracts that would lower the cost of health insurance. And that's all because those in control in Congress are pandering to their big, no, big donors in the pharmaceutical industry. I think the governor and Paul Ryan have to step up along with every other member of the Wisconsin congressional delegation and tell us what their position is on allowing a free market to exist and to allow a party to enter into a contract and negotiate it freely. In the next couple of weeks, mayors around the country are going to be having similar press conferences 
and making similar statements about the Affordable Health Care Act, the markup, and what we've now got from the Congressional Budget Office. I've, I've spent just moments here outlining some of the defects, which is a kind way of putting it in regards to this bill. I have not gone into detail about the cuts to Planned Parenthood, the increases in premiums, and the fact that there's going to be fewer choices in the marketplace with this bill, not more. Thank you. Have you reached out or had any contact with Speaker Ryan on these or any of your other concerns? A group of mayors um, through the Conference of Mayors has already met with him. I was not part of that specific delegation, but all of this has been expressed to him uh, through our organization. How about changing uh, the funding of Medicaid from its current uh, percentage levels of funding to the cap that they're planning on doing? How is that going to affect Madison? Do you have any? Well, when you, when you consider that 50% of the children in the Madison public school system are in households below the poverty line, that can give you a fairly good estimate as to the breadth of, of, of these, these cuts. Um, it's going to affect the health of these children and their parents. It's going to affect thousands of seniors uh, who have not yet reached the age for being eligible for, for Medicare. Um, I can't monetize um, precisely the, the impact on, on Madison, but uh, just proportionally, by 2026, there'll be 14 million fewer Medicaid enrollees than there are now. Um, so I suppose we could, you know, extrapolate that in terms of our population. Um, No, I don't know that specifically, but um, I don't, and, and, uh, do you know if that number is available? Okay. Any other questions? To switch gears a little bit, uh, I did want to get your reaction. Uh, recently, I believe the Police and Fire Commission found Chief Koval uh, guilty of misconduct in an altercation with a family member of Tony Robinson, but did not find any uh, need for discipline. I just wanted to get your reaction. Uh, do you think the right call was made here? I did not sit in on the hearing. I'm not in a position to uh, second-guess any decision that was made by the parties that were, were participating in the hearing. There's been kind of this long saga with the Robinson situation. Do you think that this ruling, though, is going to kind of put an end to No, I don't. You don't? No. Why not? Um, just what we had come up last week uh, in regards to, um, uh, despite the settlement, the, the efforts by the family's attorneys to continue trying the case. Does that worry you? 
we're going to just have to move on in regards to providing the best police department in the country. That's that's uh, the focus of this office. Have you spoken to Chief Koval at all no. about? No. Keep in mind, Police and Fire Commission is an independent citizen review board. Once they are selected, they are completely independent and free from any political um, influence either by the city council or by the mayor. This is an independent review. All right, thanks.